bit of a, a situation, a four-hour situation. I was going to cast this podcast a lot sooner uh, than I am right now. The game's been over. It, it just ended. I don't know the res- I don't know the score. I don't know the results. I'm not going to open up the internet. I'm not going to pop up anything. I'm just going to watch the game. I'm going to enjoy the game. If it's a snoozer, if it's a blowout, I will fast forward. I'm not going to lie to you. A little bit. I'm over it. I'm a little bit over it. I don't know. Saints versus Colts, Monday Night Football. I am your host, your MC, your Mater Domo, whatever you want to call me. I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast. The best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. I don't know if, like, people who do podcasts ever, like, mention how tired they are, but I'm always tired. <laughs> I'm like, this is, tis the season to freaking cast, like, three. I, I, gotta, I gotta do, like, a lot of stuff. I really should take it easy, take it light this this week. No Thursday night football, so I think I'll take that opportunity to just do nothing. I thought I was going to do nothing today. I literally spent the last four hours trying to fix my old camcorder that's literally older than me. It's like 30 years old. I'm I'm in my 20s. I'm like, how how does this thing work? I figured that out, but then I keep getting this E03 error that everybody is getting because it's part of the JVC camcorder. So I'm literally spending like three hours on the internet. It's not the pinch roller. It's not the battery. The thing, the camcorder just stopped working one day. So now I can't, I can't record. I can't use recording software on my computer to record the camera recording video that's like 15 years old. I can't do it. I... Like, I spent three hours on it. I may try again tomorrow. But you probably don't care. You're probably thinking, well, 24, what, what's in store for us today? What do we got today? Ladies and gentlemen, got Saints versus Colts. Again, playoff implications. I Do I really need to cut? Like, pretty much every single game I'm going to cast for the next couple of weeks have playoff implications to them. And by playoff implications, seeding, placement, uh, who's going, who's not going. The Colts, they're still in it. Not by much, but they are still in it. Ladies and gentlemen, don't get that twisted. We're also going to talk about Jared Goff. We're going to talk about Carson Wentz. We're going to talk about Dwayne Haskins. We're going to talk about a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. Right here. On this episode of 24's Podcast. All right, so Saints versus Colts, uh, the matchup. I should really start. I I, I kind of just I noticed when I was talking about yesterday's podcast and Sunday night. I kind of just jumped into the like. Sometimes I think that I've talked about certain stuff, but really I haven't. Saints versus Colts. Let me talk about the actual matchup here. Drew Brees is three touchdowns away from beating Peyton Manning's all-time touchdown record of five hundred and thirty-nine. So he's got to get 540. Drew Brees is at 537 right now. So right now, uh, Drew Brees, he's, he's, he's three behind. Tom Brady is two behind. So depending on how this game can go, it can really matter. I don't really know the matchup that well because I haven't really watched a whole lot of Colts football. I know that their offensive line is the best offensive line in all of football. Jacoby Brissett has not played up to what I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be a starter in the NFL. He, he looks like a backup. He looks like a backup this season. Um, they're probably going to give him one more year in Indianapolis. And then they'll move on depending on... They'll move on or they'll extend him. He's on a two-year, 30 dollars contract. Move on or extend him depending on how 
uh, he plays during this game. The Saints will kick off and they'll give it to Jacoby Brissett. Saints defense, pretty stout, pretty great. Cam Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore. I don't know their linebacking situation, but they are they're a pretty strong defensive team. I don't know who their defensive coordinator is, but they always seem very, very well coached. Obviously, do I even need to mention the Saint offense? Uh, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, that three-headed beast. I like to call him the Hydra. And I should call him the Hydra. Or the triplets or whatever the hell you want to call them. But they are a force to be reckoned with. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, 14 touchdowns, three interceptions in the first seven games. Last four games, four touchdowns, three interceptions. He has not had a fantastic season, and that's in the last four. He's on the field right now. But the Indianapolis Colts, their offense, I think T.Y. Hilton is, is is still playing, or he is playing. Yeah, he's at the top of my screen. I don't know if Paris Campbell, that guy out of Ohio State, the track runner, and they blitz Bursette on the first play, overthrows his guy. That's like the first time I've seen them open it up early and often with Brissette. They usually like to close up shop. They they usually like to, you know, just keep the keep the horses in the stable, so to speak. They don't like to throw over the top of the defense. And on the first play of the game, the Saints blitz. Uh, it's a it's a cover one, so the safety came over on the help. But it was kind of like that Dak Prescott, Michael Gallup pass. Dak overthrew him. Uh, Brissette, he overthrew him as well, but... You know, we'll, we'll see. Second and 10. At the, by the way, the 16-yard line, I think the Indianapolis Colts guy came out of the back. Uh, not of the back, but the, the Indianapolis Colts guy, the returner, the kick returner, he came out of the uh, the end zone and he returned it for 15 yards. Not very good. Indianapolis's defense, though, I don't know anything about the defense except that they have a fantastic linebacker in Darius Leonard. He's He was the guy that beat out Leighton Vanderess for pretty much the uh, the defensive rookie of the year last year. That's how good he was last year. I think he led the league in tackles. So there you go. They got Darius Leonard. I think he's been hurt all season. They also got Quentin Nelson, the guy that everybody was talking about last year, Notre Dame, probably one of the best guards in the NFL. Yes, better than Zach Martin of the Dallas Cowboys. So we'll see him go up against Cam Jordan, those guys on the interior defensive line for uh, for the Indianapolis, not the Indianapolis Colts, excuse me, for the New Orleans Saints. By the way, Jacoby Brissett just gained a first down. Tucking the ball, running. Hey, that's what you got to do sometimes. You got to tuck and run. You know, you're not going to get every single first down thrown. You're not going to get every single first down running. Also, the Colts, they have a pretty good running back core behind that offensive line. I don't know if it's the running backs. I do. It's, it's the offensive line. It's the offensive line. Uh, the, the starter, I think, is out. They got another guy. I don't know what his name is, but he's now in the Saints and the Colts. I think the Saints will... Oh, that's a fantastic pass by Johnson of the Colts. Bursette just threw a weird pass. Johnson had a comeback for it. He pretty much had a turnaround at full speed. And I mean, it... Uh, oh my God. I, I don't know how he, how the hell he caught that football. Great adjustment by Johnson. Oh God. He sees it as he looks to the left and he realizes it's to his right and he just flicks his body full on 180 degrees to the left. I don't know how the hell he caught that football, but he caught it. Now it's going to be first and 10 at the 48-yard line of the of the Colts and they call a timeout already when they got the they got the Saints defense on the on the run. 
Brissette has to tie his damn shoe. Tie it up tighter, Brissette. What the hell are you doing out there? Anyways. A lot of people, they uh, they speculated early on in the season that Andrew Luck may return after this season, after he has a full season of rest. I said at the beginning of the season, he's a... He's a bearded nerd. He's from Stanford. He's one of those. He's from one of those smart schools. So he's a pretty smart guy. He's an intellectual, meaning he's a smart guy. Essentially, I think he knows what's good for him. I think he knows, like, hey, this this is my limit. This is what I can do. You know, I have a I have a good wife. I got a kid. I got a good life. I'm I'm paid. You know, I feel like if he had actually had, I feel like if he had continued his career, he probably would have been a Hall of Famer. But you know. He just got hurt a lot. By the way, some people are going to say, well, it was his fault. He he collided with people. Wasn't his fault. His team had a horrible... Check this out. He had a, a like lacerated kidney, if you don't know the medical term, if you don't know what that means. means that he had a large cut in his kidney, right? Large cut in his kidney. You want to know what his idiotic owner said? Jim Irsay, I think that's what his idiotic owner said. He said, you know what? It's a flesh wound. It's a flesh wound, right? Pretty much has internal bleeding. His kidney is cut. And he's like, hey, it's a flesh room. All right, Jim Mercy, why don't you why don't you go out on the football field and take some of the shots that your quarterback took? How about that? I love it whenever owners that are like these 70 to 80 year old dudes, they're like, oh yeah, you know, back in my day, we were really, really tough. You know, we really, you know, these NFL players today, they aren't very tough. It's like, dude, they're, they're bigger, they're stronger than you ever were. And you're on, on your best day. On your best day, you are not half or even the even a quarter of the athletic specimen that these dudes are on their worst day. Let's get that right straight away. So these NFL owners, they're like, you know what? They don't play tough. I remember some idiot was like, you know what? Let's take the helmet off of these dudes, off these NFL owners or off these NFL players, and let's see how tough they are. Let's see if they'll play the same way that they're playing today. It's like... Dude, like, like, shut the hell up. You NFL, the NFL owners, it's ironic that they own NFL f- football teams and they know nothing of the actual sport. I find that completely and utterly ironic that they're like, you know what? Let's have, you know, a- Andrew Luck played with a lacerated kidney. He's weak. He's, he's a, he's a shrimp. He's a, you know, he's a weak link. By the way, the Indianapolis Colts, they, uh, they, they kicked the ball at midfield. It's inside the five-yard line of the Saints. Drew Brees will step out on the field after a flag is going to be called, going back to the stupidity of the NFL owners. NFL owners, they don't know anything about football. They claim to know everything about football. And you know what? You know what? That's why a lot of the NFL owners, they lose football games. It's why Jim Irsay had to cheat his way. Everybody talks about New England Patriots cheating their cheating their way. We'll get on the Patriots in a second. Maybe not in a second, but in a couple of minutes. Everybody talks about the New England Patriots cheating. How about... The NFL owner, an NFL owner, on the rules committee, by the way, changing the rules because his defense couldn't play against the New England Patriots offense. And how the New England Patriots, they, they were gashing his defense. And now he's like, you know what? You know what? You know what? I'm going to change the rules to benefit my team. That's how the Colts won their first Super Bowl, by the way. By literally changing the rules. At least it's like, hell, at least the Patriots, they don't change the rules whenever it comes to football players and stuff like that. Hell, they don't do that stuff. Muffed punt by the Saints. Colts have to recover it. 
I think it's going to favor the Saints as well. And a Colt returner is going to return it or something. I don't know. Oh, man. But am I a fan of the Indianapolis Colts owner? No, I am not. I am also not a fan of the Detroit Lions GM owner. Whoever did not pay Calvin Johnson and forced Calvin Johnson to give back some of his money. This dude who played his freaking heart out for that freaking team. And it's like the stupidity of the team. It's like, hey, 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 Detroit. Hey, Detroit. Maybe if you got him a better team, maybe he probably would have actually won you a Super Bowl. How about that? They were like, you know what? Calvin Johnson, you owe us money. And that's why that's why Calvin Johnson has this absolute hatred for this NFL team because it's like, dude, I'm hurt. I'm injured. I gave you guys my all. I played my ass off for this fucking football team. And they're like, we're going to take your money. We're going to take your money. Because we can and we're owners and we're dirty and we're schemy and we're disgusting. That's also why I hope Detroit never wins a damn Super Bowl. Because of what they did to freaking, to not Barry Sanders, excuse me, but to Calvin Johnson. I hope they never win a Super Bowl. They diss the players. One of your best players. Imagine if Jerry was like, I'm not paying you, Michael. I'm not, like, Michael. Michael's like, you know what, I have a career-ending injury. I'm, I'm going to retire. And Jerry's like, I don't want to pay you. That's literally what happened in Detroit. They're like, you know what? Uh, you, we understand you've you've had one of the best careers of all time at that position. You're probably a top 15 wide receiver in the NFL of all time in football. We're going to take away some of your money because we don't like you. What? It's like, yeah, that's why I don't like Detroit very much. Not the city, the team, the Detroit Lions, specifically the ownership. No issue with the players. All issue with the ownership, whoever runs that ownership. The owner actually came out. She's like, you know what? I'm taking over at GM, and and, I, and this is a touchy subject because everybody's like, well, well, 24, are you insulting her because she's a woman? No, I'm not insulting her because she's a woman. I'm insulting her because in like 60, 50 years, she hasn't won Jack as the owner. The team hasn't won Jack. And she's like, you know what? I'm taking command over this football team. First hiring, what's his face? The bearded guy who had the backwards cap and everybody criticized him for wearing his, his cap backwards. And then she she hires him. No idea what the frick his name is. And he like he's he's been sorry as a head coach. It's like, haven't you learned your lesson? Like, mistake number one of NFL GMing, you never, ever, 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 ever hire a Patriot coach as your head coach. You never do that. Unless it's Bill Belichick, you never hire them. I don't even know what his freaking name is. That's how forgettable he is. And he's had back-to-back losing seasons he's had he's I mean he's had he's he's been able to do everything he's wanted he's gotten expatriate players because the Detroit Lion players that were there they didn't believe in his system so he's like well let me go out and let me get Danny Amendola Danny Danny Amendola excuse me let me go out and get Trey Flowers pretty good defensive end by the way let me go out and get they have Darius Slay Jr. one of the best cornerbacks in the league this guy's supposed to be a DB a defensive lineman a coach that's supposed to be able to coach the de- the defense of the of the freaking Lions. His Lions defense sucks. They have consistently given up thirty plus points on this football team for that football team. And I'm like, dude, like your your side of the football is the issue. Your side, that's the issue, my friend. So that was her first hire, and then it's like, well, well, you you trade away what's his name, Eric Ebron. He's a he's a pro bowler for the freaking Colts. 
Listen, some people are going to be jackasses and say, well, she doesn't know how to GM because she's a, she's a woman. But let me tell you something. I'm, I'm criticizing her because of her actual GMing decisions. Like, they, they have not been very good. So now she's going to have to fire the head coach. Now she's going to have to go back in the draft and probably... Who did they get? Who did they get in the Nelson draft? So the Colts got him. What, what draft pick was Quentin Nelson? Can't spell this day, this guy's name. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What draft pick was this, dude? <sighs> he was sixth overall in the NF in the 2018 draft. Who did who did the who did they uh who did the Lions get? Who did they get? They were 20th. They got Frank Ragno center at Arkansas. Third and seven. Colts, they're inside, by the way, uh, after the month putt. I haven't been watching the game so much. I'm, I'm ragging on owners right now. But Colts, they cannot capitalize successfully on the, uh, on, on the Saints turnover on downs because of the block punt. So now they're going to have to kick on fourth and two, by the way. Anyways, going back to the Detroit Lions owner. Like, listen, she's going to have to fire her head coach either this season or next season. Stafford, Stafford is Stafford. I mean, he's going to be a drag on the team. And when does he want anything? When does he want anything? He's like Tony Romo, man. He's like Tony. It's like, you know, you can get him some great teams. He's going to go once, one time in the division. I can't remember a key victory for him. Like Dak's key victory was against the uh, the Steelers in his first year, and he didn't have a lot of key victories in his second year. I can I can go down and say all seven games that he won in the last stretch of the season last year, and then the, this year the Rams. Like he's had some key victories, right? Tom has obviously had some key victories. Not saying that Dak is Tom Brady, but I'm saying that they that these are quarterbacks that have key victories. I don't I, I don't know when Matthew Stafford has won something big for the Detroit Lions. Oh yeah, and I can count Dak's playoff win, win, and Tom Brady's playoff wins. Like victories that contribute to the season, to to the team going deep into the playoffs or going to the playoffs. Like I don't, I don't really remember Stafford doing that, having a key win, so to speak. As I fast forward through uh, through my first advertisement, because I I cannot stand this. That's my little rant on the NFL owners. I'm just, I, I do not like the NFL owners' rhetoric when it comes to uh, to their football players and how they, they talk about them as if they know something that we don't know or something that the players don't know. And it's like, you guys really don't know anything. And I don't have a problem with NFL owners taking charge of their football team, but it, it's a pure sign of dysfunction when the NFL owner thinks that they can do a better job GMing than somebody who has actually studied GMing, a.k.a. Jerry Jones. And I've been saying this about Jerry Jones, by the way. I'm like, I don't think he should be a GM. I don't think he knows. Like, like he's an owner. His specialty is oil, right? I wouldn't, like, I, I wouldn't discredit his business. Like, that's like having an NFL GM 
run a uh, run an oil business. It's like it's not it's not the same thing. It's like you gotta you gotta know stuff about the oil business to run an oil company, right? Same thing goes with GMing. You gotta know some stuff about football to GM a team. And he doesn't really know a lot about football because apparently the mastermind, the uh, the the genius behind the scenes isn't Jerry Jones. It's not the reason why they've made so many good draft picks in the last couple of years. It's because of the guy who's in charge of drafting the, for the Dallas Cowboys, but also, check this out, his son, Stephen Jones. Anytime, any time you got an owner you got a player you got players you got whatever and they're like i can do a better job gming than hiring somebody who studied i I got a problem with it i got a huge problem with it so you're not missing a whole lot with the saints versus the colts it's uh it's three to zero after the colts hit, uh, hit a field goal hit the field goal that's my candle. I'm snuffing out the flame right now. I'm getting that nice, great hot cocoa and cream scent. I love it. I love it. I love it. I've been ranting and raving about this candle for... It, I, sh- I should get paid by Bath & Body Works, but it has that nice, smoky, that tangy flare, flavor. Smells delicious. And then that airtight compression seal once I open it back up tomorrow, because I'm done lighting it. Once I open it back up tomorrow, it's going to have that nice flavor again, wafting through the air. I love it. But yesterday, a lot of key games going on here. So let me let me talk about something that is entirely stupid. And it's like, and, and some people have been talking about Dak Prescott and saying, well, Dak Prescott screwed it up. Listen. Dak Prescott had this issue with the coin flip, right? Where, where Dak was like, um, where Dak was, where everybody was like, well, Dak didn't say it properly or blah, blah, blah. He didn't like, listen, common sense dictates that you know what the hell he was trying to say. You know that Dak Prescott was trying to say, we want to kick it. Then we wanted, we, we want to receive in the second half. Like, that's, that's essentially what he was trying to say. He said, hey, like, I want to get, like, we understand what it is. It's common sense. Nobody wants to receive the football in the second half. And Dak Prescott said at the end of the game, he's like, well, maybe some teams want to do that. Listen, he was trying to cover the referees and the super, uh, not the super, excuse me, the NFL's butts, right? He wanted to protect the NFL. He didn't want to essentially get freaking fined because apparently if you if you talk bad about the NFL because the NFL freaking referees, they can't take a little criticism by the players, which is why, by the way, you haven't seen a bunch of players and coaches because coaches can be subject fines as well. Uh, that's why you see them not talking about the NFL officials because they understand that they could get fined. It's a distraction. The NFL will come down upon them. They don't want to do it. They don't want to get fined. They don't want to get money. Frick, I just saw the score. I said I just saw who freaking won as well. I was like, let me stay off the internet, but I was going to search for the Dallas Cowboys for this feed for, uh, for, for the DAC thing. I, I saw that the Saints won it, I think, 34 to 17. I will not look up the score. Just in case if that's true, but I'm I'm pretty sure they won it. Let me pull it up on uh, on the Dallas Cowboys YouTube channel because they actually had everything mic'd up. Because surprise, surprise, everything is recorded. 
Hold on, where is it? So they go through the pregame stuff. Here it is. Here's here's the stupidity of it. And somebody says, Dak says, we want to kick it that way. We want to defer, right? So on top of Dak saying it, I think Doug or Zach Martin, not Doug Martin, Zach Martin helping out Dak Prescott, he says, we want to defer it, right? Because they kind of understood, oh, wait, we're about to get screwed by the refs. So here it is. Here's the team, the team uh, pregame. Here's Dak Prescott saying we want to kick it and we want to defer it. By the way, it's Demarcus Lawrence, Zach Martin. They're there. They're there. Zach says defense. I think Doug Martin, not Doug. Oh my God. Demarcus Lawrence. I think he then says defense. So they're both given Dak the two dip, like they're both given Dak two different things, which is why people were like, well, why didn't Dak say it? Because two guys are giving him two pieces of information. It's not like you can say we're going to kick it and play defense at the exact same time, especially when the proper quote unquote terminology is, well, we want to, we want to, we want to defer it, right? Like that's what everybody said that Dak Prescott should have said, but literally the two guys standing next to him didn't say that they wanted to defer it. They were like, well, we want to kick it. We want to play defense, right? Right? That's what he said. By the way, I think the Joker is supposed to be out soon. Apparently, I can watch it on Tuesday. Robert De Niro's in it. When? Hold on. When can I buy it on DVD Blu-ray? Because I did not see that movie. I should have seen it. I did not see that movie. I want to see it. When can I get it? Joker. Blu-ray. When can I get it? When is it coming out? January 7th? Why the frick wouldn't you release it this year? Why? Why would you do that? That makes no sense. It's like, yeah, you know, one of the hottest movies in the game. One of the best movies of this year. We're not going to release it until next year. And worse yet, we're not even going to plot and scheme to say, you know what? Let's release it around Christmas time and let's have that be like, like, let's have that be on somebody's shopping list, essentially, right? By the way, they're showing Drew Brees' family right now. They're taking pictures. They're, his kids are there. Every Everybody's there. They're sitting in the hot box. They're sitting in the high box. They're like, we're going to root for Brees. We're going to root for him. Is it released this year? Yeah, it's released this year. That's that's an intelligent idea. I have not gone and seen it because I'm too, I'm a pussy, I didn't want to see it in. I didn't want to see it in freaking movie theaters. I didn't want to see it. It was so scary. The first one was scary. When I saw that first movie, the first it in theaters, I had to pee. I I I was I was in a cold sweat. I genuinely feared for my safety in a movie theater. I knew it was fake. The music was too good. the The movie was too great of a horror film. Oh my god, man. Sorry, but here's the uh, the Dak Prescott thing. Here, here's the uh, the Dak Prescott coin toss thing. So the the guy that says let's kick, let's kick, that's Zach Martin, and I think Demarcus says defense, and then Dak's like defense, defense, we're kicking it, kicking it that way, right? But check that out. Zach Martin 
put it in layman's terms, right? He helped him out. It's it's fast, it's quick. You can barely hear it. But Zach Martin said, we defer. And then Dak says, oh, I got to say we defer. He says, we defer to the second half. Yes, but the first defer, the first we defer, that was Zach Martin. That was Zach Martin. We defer. I'll play it one more time and then we'll move on from this because I'm this this is such a non-story story. I cannot believe how many people are covering this. It's absolutely absurd to me. So that was the clip. That was the quote. Um, apparently, Walt Anderson didn't hear two people say we defer. I'm I'm more of the common sense business. Like everybody is being such a hard ass about it. It's like listen. Everybody makes mistakes. I don't think this was a mistake. It's common sense. It's like, use some common sense here. Like, if the referees... It's funny. It's like the referees have made dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of mistakes this season. Mistakes that I have absolutely come down upon. Mistakes that are not based upon common sense, but just open up your freaking eyes and pay attention to the freaking game. It's like having a UFC referee not pay attention to the actual fight it's like why are we paying you thousands upon thousands of dollars to watch football games if you aren't actually watching the football game it's 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 obscene and absurd to me right and some of these mistakes they're common sense mistake not common sense but these are mistakes that it's like dude you can't make those mistakes those are terrible mistakes that mistake was a common sense mistake by the referees it's like Dak you knew what he was saying he wanted to kick he wanted to play defense. He wanted a receiver in the second half. You knew what he was saying. If I go to Wendy's right now, if I say, hey, uh, tell her, can I get a 10-piece spicy uh, with, a, with a large fry and a big Sprite? Want to know what they'll say? 10-piece, well, you want the 10-piece combo, large fry with a large Sprite? I'm going to say, yeah. They know what I was saying, even though I didn't say what, what the actual you know, McNugget meal from Wendy's was. They knew I wanted the 10-piece spicy meal because everybody wants those those spicy damn nuggets. In fact, I'm, I'm talking about them right now. I want those spicy damn nuggets, and I ate a lot today. I want, they knew I wanted those spicy nuggets, that large fry, that large drink, right? That's what they knew I wanted. And that, in fact, that's my order. That That's my go-to order when I go to Wendy's. Let me put it to you like that now. But they knew what I wanted even though that I had, like, even though that I didn't say the exact order, Right? Because they have common sense. The NFL, they knew what Dak Prescott was trying to say, but they wanted to try and be cute and say, well, you know, he technically didn't say it and blah, blah, blah. It was it was so bad that Al Riveron actually had to correct it midway through the half because they looked at the freaking tape because if, they, if Dallas did not receive that football in the second half, murder she wrote, man. People would have rioted. Maybe not rioted. Dallas, they don't riot. They don't mob. In Oakland, they would have. In Oakland, they would have. But that whole Dak Prescott coin flip thing, such a non-story, such BS. I cannot believe I had to cover that. I cannot believe I saw that in the game. I'm like, dude, you know what he was trying to say. Like, give him a pass. It's like, just just don't be a jackass, you know? My whole life's motto, not being a jackass, you know? Their motto, oh, let's be the giant, the the, the biggest jackass we can possibly be. And prevent, like, and, and not understand or pretend like we don't understand what Dak Prescott was trying to say on national television. And and the worst thing was is that how they tried to cover it up was by lying and saying that that uh, that Dak Prescott didn't say that we were that that they wanted to defer, even though both 
Dak Prescott and Zach Martin said we're going to defer. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, let's lie about it. Let's not let's not tell the truth at all. Let's lie about it. Speaking of lying about stuff, uh, the Patriots-Bengals situation, if you don't know what's going on, I don't think I covered it. And if I did cover it, I covered it lightly. I think I did, but I again, I covered it lightly. The Patriots, they were caught cheating uh, yet again. They were caught filming the sidelines of the Bengals again. And when I saw this film, I thought that they weren't like catching the video of the um of the supposed of the of like recording the Patriots uh, of recording the Bengals sideline, I thought that they didn't do that. When I saw that they were recording the Bengals sideline, I was like, "Yeah, they should get suspended for that. Somebody should get suspended, fined, or fired for this." And apparently, it was like it was, it was all of this BS. It was like, well, it was a team that they didn't usually use, and blah blah blah. It was an independent team, and people came out. And said, eh, it's not that big of a deal. And then I saw the Patriot. And then I, when I actually saw the video, I was like, there's no way that people who saw this within the NFL thought that this wasn't fucking cheating. I was surprised. I was shocked. I was like, bro, like this is fuck. They're filming the side. If you don't, if you don't understand why it's so like nefarious to film an NFL team sidelines, you can get signals, you can get play calls, you can get everything from the sideline. It's also why coaches they cover their mouth whenever they're calling plays so that way you can't read lips right so that way it's you know you can't read it they have that stupid piece of plastic and they're literally filming right behind the sideline and you can see the coach and it's like it's the weirdest thing of all because people have been saying well they want to get the shot like the dude is filming the sideline he's not filming the field he's filming the sideline and they were like well we wanted to get b-roll of so of of the film of of the scout right and I'm like so why wouldn't you and I and I I do a little bit of dabbling in recording and stuff like that if you don't know what B roll is B roll is like the the video that's played over the voiceover it's like something that you look at but not necessarily hear so to speak that's the best de- description that I have of B roll so they're filming B roll and it's like well if you were going to film the scout why wouldn't you point the camera at the scout, right? And he's going to have his binoculars and stuff like that on, and he's going to be taking notes. Why wouldn't you take video of the notes and take video of him and the B-roll, right? Like, even 30 seconds. Like, like to me, this is illegal, right? It's like the constant NFL turn. It's like, it's like an NFL player, right? Not being able or not being knowledgeable of them taking PEDs and them taking PEDs and them getting suspended, even though that they didn't know that they were taking PEDs. I remember, I think, Robert Quinn, he has, he got suspended from uh, from the NFL for like three, four games. He got suspended because he has seizures. And what happened was is that he takes seizure medication. And because he takes that medication, he obviously, like, he obviously has to go to a pharmacist and he has to get prescription, you know, from a doctor and blah, blah, blah. So what happened apparently was that he had his prescription filled incorrectly and the NFL doctor, the NFL guy that was investigating this, he's like, this is such a hard-to-get drug. And this is such a drug 
that nobody has used for performance enhancing. It's been like in his 60 plus career, apparently, or 40 plus career, it wasn't 60 years, it was 40 years in the NFL. He's only seen two cases of a player using this specific drug. And it's been the Robert Quinn incidents. And and it was something in like the eighties, right? So two incidents in 40 years, right? And he was like, it's probably like he, they looked at the pharmacist records and they were like, oh, the guy that was going to come in either before or after Robert Quinn, he was supposed to get the, the medicine, right? That's essentially what was going to happen. So the NFL, they had all that information. Do you want to know what they did? They suspended his ass for three games, regardless, right? When Sean Play- Payton, ironically enough, he's playing tonight. Sean Play- Payton, Deflategate, he was like, I didn't know there was a bounty gate or not bount- Deflategate, excuse me. I didn't know there was a bounty gate. You want to know what Roger Goodell said to him? He said, it's your coach. It, you're the coach. It's your job to know that your team is having a hit list on certain players. Bill Belichick is like, I don't know anything. I didn't know anything about that. I'm like, you, you sure about that? He knows everything and his organization knows everything that's going on. And he didn't know about this. I'm kind of verbatim, verbatim saying what Shannon Sharp said for like the week, for like the past week. And I'm like, yeah, like it's, it's right. He's right. Shannon's right. I'm right. They're cheaters. What a surprise. The Patriots are a bunch of cheaters. Bill Belichick, easily one of the best coaches of all time. Bill Belichick easily, like easily, in my opinion, he is the best coach of all time. But has he cheated? Yeah, he has. 100%. This is further evidence of that. Did he win Super Bowls by cheating? Debatable. Very debatable. I don't think he won the more recent ones by cheating because the NFL, they now know his tricks. They now know what he does. But I don't, I think he definitely got an advantage, an advantage, excuse me, taping the, the, uh, some of the practices in the earlier Super Bowls. I think he, he taped the Carolina offenses practice during that Super Bowl run. What was it? The, the hot, the hottest team on turf. Showtime turf? I don't know. I don't know what the hell it's called. So I now look at this picture and I'm like, everybody's like, oh yeah, they didn't mean to film it. What the hell are you talking about? I'm watching the tape right now, right? So the guy films the Bengals going on the field, right? So he films them. That's fine. You can film them on the field, right? Everybody does that. But then the Bengals security goes up to him. Check this out. He pans and he holds it on the sidelines where I can see the head coach. I can see the player. I can see the entire sideline right now. Does he pan the camera back to the freaking field? No. Does he pan the camera to the freaking scout? No, he doesn't. He's still filming, by the way. Let me see if this just like he's filming the sidelines for the entirety of the clip. And the guy keeps on saying, well, I can't I can I can delete it. I can delete it. Why the frick didn't you delete it? They probably did delete some stuff, by the way, because the Patriots, they are known, by the way, for deleting footage. It's ironic that they didn't delete this stuff, by the way. I think Belichick should get a fine for this. I think this, this to me, is worse than Deflategate because there's actual evidence for it, right? Deflategate, no evidence. No evidence that Tom Brady deflated those footballs. None whatsoever. The NFL, they had a hit job on easily one of the greatest football players of all time because Roger Goodell was an absolute... He wanted to flex his ego, and his ego got flexed. I remember there's this picture after Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. It's the greatest freaking sports image 
of all time, in my opinion. It's this picture of Roger Goodell, the little weasel. Roger, let me let me try and find it. It's a picture of Roger Goodell slinking away when Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. And he, yep, there, oh, there it is. There it is. I see it. He's slinking in LA like a little weasel. Tom Brady shakes his hand. I can see right now his forearm is flexed. He's giving Tom, not Tom, Roger Goodell, a good old firm handshake saying, you little weasel. And, and the weasel looks like a weasel right now. And Tom Brady's going to the Super Bowl. And Roger Goodell looks like a weasel because he is a weasel. And Tom Brady looks over. Roger Goodell shakes his hand. But Tom says, you know, he shakes his hand, gives him a nice, strong, firm handshake. Just freaking just a little weasel, weasel, weasel. I don't even know what the hell I was, I was talking about. How Tom, how freaking Roger Goodell's a weasel shook Tom Brady's hand. Sorry, but um, Roger Goodell. What what the hell I was talking about? That freaking picture described me so much because I'm like Roger Goodell, such a freaking weasel. What was I talking about? Seriously, I forgot. That's how much that picture broke my train of thought. I was like, man, that, that Roger Goodell, he sure is a weasel. And the only thing that coursed through my mind was, he's a weasel, he's a weasel, he's a dirty little weasel, he's a rat. Oh yeah, the hit job that he had enacted against Tom Brady. Tom Brady got his revenge, won the Super Bowl, that the coward Roger Goodell shrinking away, looks like a lost puppy, had to give Tom Brady the Lombardi trophy, and everybody was like, what kind of a justice would it be if Tom Brady, if he had, if Tom Brady had to receive the Lombardi Trophy from Roger Goodell? What kind of justice would that be? The greatest, the greatest justice. But now the Patriots, they're back in it. I think they should. I think somebody should get fined, specifically the head coach. Somebody should get suspended. A uh, a a a first round draft pick should probably be revoked. Which would suck because obviously there's a lot of great quarterbacks in the first round, in my opinion. And I think New England, if they move up in the draft, they can probably snag one that they actually like. But yeah, they cheated. What a surprise. The Patriots cheated. And uh, they got caught doing it. I, 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 I heard a lot of people say they think it's an accident. It was not an accident. It was obviously intentional. And people were like, the, the video came out and people were like, oh yeah, it's, you know, the, the video proves it was incidental. I'm like, what the frick are you guys watching? But that's it. That's the end of the, the Flake Gate Patriot Saga thing. I don't know what the hell it is. Spygate 2.0. You're not missing anything. Oh wait, no, the Saints, they scored a touchdown. I forgot to mention that. I'm like, this was supposed to... This is supposed to be Monday night. I'm like, man, I forgot that the, that this game was even going on. This is like a side piece. This is like a side. I'm like, this is like what what's what, what's working, what's going on. But I'm not really paying that much attention to it. I was like, I'm I've completely forgot I'm supposed to cash this football game. Cast. Drew Brees throws his 538th touchdown pass to somebody. He throws it to a tight end. Bang. Reads the defense perfectly. Oh no, it's Mike Thomas. Thomas? Thomas? Tom Thomas. Mike Thomas. Ten to zero, by the way, Saints. 
Play fakes it to Latavius Murray. Rolls to his right. Throws downfield. Oh, what a beautiful catch. It's a one-handed grab by Mike Thomas, too. Oh, he did him dirty. He got behind the defense. Breeze lobbed it over. That's why Drew Breeze is one of the greatest football players of all time. Breeze lobbed it over the defense. Mike Tomlin adjusted. That's why you paid Mike Thomas all that freaking money. That's why. That is exactly why. Mm. On the money, too. God dang it. And Mike Thomas is wearing the Jordan 9 sneakers, man. I respect that. First and 10, 49-yard line of the Saints. Breeze looks. He checks it down to Latavius Murray. Murray gains like 9, 10 yards. Almost a first down, if not a first down. What else do I got on deck? I got a lot of I got a lot of NFC East stuff. I got a lot of Rams stuff. What should I hit next? What you know, it's it's kind of like picking your poison. It's like not picking your poison, but picking your dessert. It's like, what do you want to eat first? Do you want to eat that cheesecake? You want to eat that key lime pie? You want to eat that Italian coconut cream cake? 24, there's a lot of options. Which one do you want first? I'll start with this. The Bills. Uh, the Bills, they beat the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. What a surprise. A Bills team beat a third-string quarterback. Third-string quarterback. Ducky Hodges threw two red zone picks when the, uh, the Steelers, I think, could have either tied the game or won the game. Free play for the Saints right now. Breeze winds up, throws downfield... Probably could have thrown a flag on that play for defensive pass interference, but it is incomplete. Bills, they celebrated beating a third-string quarterback. This is why the Bills are probably going to be one and done. They're probably going to be one and done, and they're probably, like, as much pe- as much as people love to shit all over the Cowboys and say, well, the Cowboys, they haven't done anything in 20 years, the Bills, they pretty much haven't done anything in almost 40 years, man. They are god-awful. And the fact of the matter is the one year that they actually have a successful season, they want to run around like a bunch of jackasses and start celebrating. It's different when Baltimore does it, when they celebrate and they're happy. You can tell it's not really malicious. They're just all about Baltimore. Buffalo, they're all about upstaging other people, right? Instead of taking the win and being happy for themselves, they're like, well, let me throw it right back in your face, right? The fact that Baltimore, not Baltimore, but, uh, Frickin' the Bills are so just, are so enamored with just showing up people and showing, on their own stadium, in their own stadium. They were like, let's dance in the Steeler end zone. Let's purposely run to our end zone and let's dance in the end zone. And it's like, dude, you guys gotta go up against the Patriots next week in Foxborough, right? In Foxborough. And I'm pretty sure they don't need to cheat to beat you guys. Pretty sure they don't need to do that. You guys have zero division division wins since 2001. Zero. You guys have won the division zero of the last 18, 19 times you guys stepped out onto the field and played a full NFL season. Can you guys beat the Patriots, then celebrate? Did you guys seriously lose to the Patriots this season again? I'm pretty sure you guys did, by the way. I'm pretty sure you guys got smoked by them again this year. And you guys got some freaking problems. You boys must be tripping. You guys lost 16-10 to the Patriots. 16-10. 
Brady didn't even have a damn touchdown during that game. And you guys still got, and, and by the way, your, your starting quarterback had three interceptions, zero touchdowns, 153. Were you guys dancing and you guys played in Buffalo? Think about the absolute bear mauling that Tom Brady and company are going to put on you guys in Foxborough. I just, I, I just don't get it, man. They're like, we're, we're going to celebrate. We're going to do the Dak dance. They're not dancing at all. They lost to the Ravens. They beat the Cowboys. Congratulations. Everybody can beat the freaking Cowboys with that terrible head coach. We'll talk about the Cowboys later on. But oh my God, you, you beat the Cowboys. Congratulations. What do you want, a cookie? You're going to play up against New England. New England. How are you guys going to fare in Foxborough? I wonder if they're going to dance on the GOAT. They probably won't. Want to know why they probably won't dance in, in, uh, in Foxborough? Because Tom Brady will make them pay. Tom Brady will absolutely maul this football team. If they try half that crap that they tried, that they tried against the Cowboys, man. Tom Brady is an elite level dude when it comes to giving up, giving people payback. And I think, yep, he threw his second touchdown. So now Breeze is tied with Manning, all-time leader in touchdown passes. People are going bananas in freaking New Orleans. I didn't realize how loud I had it. I was actually watching the game, the Cowboy game, today on replay. Bang. They got one foot in. He crosses the plane, secures the football. They know how important this moment is for Drew Brees. If he, if he scores three, if he scores another one, he's going to be higher than Manning. He's tied with Manning right now. He's got to score one more. One more. They just crossed off that he's... They just crossed off Brady. Now they crossed off Manning. All right. Oh, man. I mean, listen. If This this is the place to do it now. This is the place to do it. If you're going to score three touchdowns, break Manning's all-time... He broke, by the way, I think Manning's yards. Now he's like, well, you know, I took your record for yards. Let me take your record for... For uh, for touchdowns, right? Let me take that record too. In the Superdome, by the way. Now I'm fast forwarding through the game. I just want to see him break break breezes, not breezes, but what's his face, uh, Manning's record. That's why I'm here today. Does he intercept that football? Nah, he doesn't. <laughs> He was acting like he was. I'm like, dude, like, dude, you you should have known that you did not intercept that football. He was acting like he was. I was like, did he intercept that football? You ain't a wide receiver. That's why you play cornerback. If you if you if you could catch footballs, man, you would be on the offense. Come on, man. I'm like, each time each time it's a close pass and I see a DB just get all excited. I'm like, you didn't catch that football. You're on. De- I'm like, you're on defense for a reason, not to catch but to tackle. Third third and ten, twenty five. After the kickoff, they get a first down. So the Bills, watch out for the Bills. It's almost halftime, five minutes to halftime. It's 17-0. to zero. The Saints are putting up one hell of a molly whopping on the, uh, on the Colts. I'm going to look at the game, and then once we go into halftime, we're going to watch. 
We're not going to watch. I'm just going to talk about Haskins. <clears throat> Let me go to his numbers here. Sorry that I'm not casting this game. Brissett. Nice pass by Brissett. Pressure came. Stepped up and out to the right. Threw a strike. First down. Or it's probably... Uh, yeah, second and one. Why can I not see his individual games? There we go. All right. <clears throat> So now it's second and one. Four minutes, 11 seconds left in the quarter. Bursette, he's trying to make something happen. His team is down 17 points. Like, that's that's three scores. You got to do something. And now the Colts defense, which... I, I mean, I've been, I've been looking at my computer. I've been looking at my notes. Every single time I look at the Colts defense, they have been getting absurdly shredded. Not absolutely absurdly shredded first and 10 now after they convert on second down I don't know man Brissett he's had a pretty good game so far no picks just hasn't driven the ball down the field for whatever reason who is that who got interior pressure it was a DB that got into it that looks like what Apple 22, I don't know what his name, I don't know what his freaking jersey, but they sent a court, they drop a cornerback down on the line, he's, he's acting like he's pressed, but he's just reading, he's, he's reading whoever's coming, yeah, acted like he was, I, I don't know what he was doing, but he comes down, bang, bang, it's a nice job by the DB, reading Bursette and Marlon Mack, they were trying to run the read option, and he was like, I'm just gonna go who, uh, to whoever has that football. I'm watching a bad boy advertisement. I am not going to see that movie. I saw the first two movies, man. Will Smith has had a bad year. I am not inclined to watch like any of his, <laughs> any of his movies, man. I love Will Smith, man, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm like, I'm not watching the new, I, I, I kind of liked the premise of the new spy movie with him and Tom Holland. But I'm like, I didn't watch Gemini Man. That was like a huge box office flop, and I'm not going to watch. Uh, not going to watch this one. Or not Gemini Man. I I don't even know what the hell it was. Not going to watch any of his freaking football games. Not football. I'm watching football games right now. What the hell am I talking about? I'm not watching those football games. Those movies, those Will Smith movies. I got football way too much on my mind. I'm excited for Saturday and Sunday. What's it called? Sixtuplet header? Not quadruple, not quintuple. Sextuple? Whatever a six is. I got six games that I got to record. I think, you know what? I think this may be my, my podcast of the week, my first podcast. I'll come back on Friday. Right, I'll get some rest. I'll come back on Friday, and on Friday, I'll give my game predictions. Right, so I'll you know I'll take a, a three day break. I'll come back on Friday, 
I'll have that days of podcast and then I'll and then I'll you know come back Saturday we'll record three there we'll record another three on Sunday and then we'll do that again for the next week I think unless when is Christmas Christmas is like on a Wednesday I think yeah it's on Wednesday so we'll come back Wednesday I think I can yeah 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 I think I thought I had to like travel or something I do not have to travel on Monday or I have to travel Monday I don't have to travel Sunday speaking of traveling tamales I'm gonna try and get me some tomorrow I was ranting and raving about tamales I will get me some tamales next week that is a sign sealed delivered I'm yours type of thing or I could go get some from the border tomorrow either way I'm getting tamales (laughs) I'm like either way man I am gonna get me some tamales first and 10 two minutes left in the in the in the second quarter Brissett they go out it's now Saint time. The Saints are driving. If Breeze breaks the record on this drive, I will unmute my television and I will watch it and I will probably go silent and you'll hear my TV in the background. This is, I mean, I'm watching history right now. I'm watching sports history. I'm watching Drew Breeze. I mean, nobody cares about tying. I hate tying. I want to see him break the record, right? I want to see him break Manning's record right here, right now. Become the all-time leader in touchdown passes of all time. And you know what? You know what? Breeze doesn't get enough credit. He does not get enough credit for what he's done in his NFL career. We take him way too much for credit. Everybody was like, I I remember last season, right? Everybody was like, he fell off. He fell off. He's falling off. He's getting old. He's 40 years old. Blah, blah, blah. Just a bunch of ridiculous horse mess. I'm like, dude, like he was getting pressured. He was getting hit all the time. Like, what are you guys talking about? Right? He had a bad interception. It shouldn't have even been his fault because the refs, they should have called the PI on the on the Rams DB. But everybody was like, Breeze is falling off. Breeze is falling off. Breeze is falling off. And I'm like, you guys are insane. You guys aren't not aren't just insane. You guys are asinine. Asinine. Asatin. Asinane. However you want to call it. He's one away. And everybody was like, he's falling off. All right, okay. All right. Who's your guy? Who's better than Breeze? Who's better? Because it's a short list. It was a short list last year. It was a short list the year before. The year before that. The year before that. And the year before. We can go back pretty much from, from when he went from the Chargers to the Saints. There weren't a lot of guys that have been better than him throughout his entire NFL career. It's just his team didn't have a defense for the majority of his career. When his team got a defense, guess what? They started winning football games. And people want to say, oh yeah, he's falling off. Okay. He's too short. They said that they they said when Russ I watched John Gruden's quarterback camp with Russell Wilson and they were talking about his height, right? Because everybody's like, well, for Russell Wilson, he's too short to play quarterback, right? So Russell Wilson, they showed this tape of him missing a pass and the pass getting blocked and, and stuff like that. And you know what John Gruden prepared him for? He said, Russell Wilson, why do you think why do you think that uh, why do you think they they incompleted the pass? And Russell Wilson was like, because they tipped it at the line. He said, No, 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 no. Why do you think why, why do you think the ball was incomplete? And Russell Wilson correctly answered. He said, because I'm too short. Because he knew 
that in anticipation, everybody's main critique of him was he's too short. He's too short. Same thing with Drew Brees. They're saying, well, he's six feet tall. He's not the prototypical quarterback. He's too short. Well, guess what? The prototypical quarterback and Sam Darnold is now not as good, if not, I mean, not even as good. I shouldn't even say that. He's horrible comparatively to Lamar Jackson. I would take Kyler Murray right now over him. And guess what? Kyler Murray is not playing on a very good team. So what's his excuse? What's Darnold's excuse? He has a great running back. He has a multiple year head coach. Why can't he win football games? Why can't his team competitively be in football games with great teams, by the way? Will he beat New England? I don't know. All I know is this. Kyler Murray played his socks off against one of the best teams in the NFL in the 49ers. Breeze is first and goal. He could break the record on this drive right here, right now. 40 seconds left. They're, they're not trying to break it right now because they tried to give it to Alvin Kamara. First and goal. They gain like four or five yards. They may try and punch it in. This could be it. Let me hear the crowd. They're probably going bananas in New Orleans. It's gotten quiet. Second and goal. Here we go. I think he did break it. I think they did. I think he did break it on Monday night. It's now second and goal. It's a lull in the Superdome. They know what this could mean for Breeze. He gets pressured. He rolls to his right. He directs Trafford. He throws down the field. Flat, wait, flags fly on the field, but it looks like he did it. Drew Brees, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, a guy that's been counted out, a guy that said every, that everybody said is too short. He's not good enough. He can't see over his offensive line. He's not, he doesn't, oh, wait, no, it's coming back. And everybody's booing because they know it's coming back. I'll save my spiel. I'll save my speech afterwards. I got to watch this. This is a sweet ball. Just let them have it. They're not winning this damn football game to begin with. This is one call that I would be happy. Just let the dude have it. Oh, my God. It's pass interference on the offense. And they're letting the refs have it. They are just disgusted with themselves. Let me see it. Let me see it. Let me see it. What? 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 It's a lot of hand fighting. That's offensive passing. That's a that's a damn. And that happened on national television. Throw your flag. Throw it. Throw it. Throw it. Throw it. He's not going to throw the flag. Peyton's disgusted. I'm disgusted. They took away the damn touchdown. Now the Saints fans, they're pissed off. They're pissed off because on top of taking away the, the game winning, the, the game, and, and even I think his wife, Drew Brees' wife is just shaking her head in disgust. It's either his sister, it's wife, it's some, it's someone in the state, it's someone in the with, with the booth with Drew Brees' family. Somebody is shaking their head. 
She's just like, I can't believe that just happened. I can't believe it either. She's like, these referees are so freaking ter- I can't believe it either. Taking, trying to take away his greatness. Just disgusting. Second and goal. Breeze looks. He fires for Alvin Kamara. It's now inside the 10-yard line of the Colts. What a just, just a disgusting. I mean, now, now they are like, they only have seven seconds left. So now they're booing because they understand that they want the field goal. They took the, they took the game. They took the touchdown off. Oh my God. What a terrible, a terrible, historically bad call by the NFL officials. That's the stuff that will get you fired. That's the stuff that pisses me off as a fan because they took away his moment. They took away his moment and they were like, well, let's show, let's show the Saints fans how bad of an official, excuse me, how bad of an official we can be, how badly we can be for the entirety of the league. And now I got like, oh my God, that, 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 that makes my blood boil to see that, that he, that Breeze got robbed and it has everything to do with the officials, with the goddamn officiating, how terrible they are that they're, they're trying to take away from Drew Breeze's legacy. He should have scored a touchdown. They didn't. It was, it was late in the second quarter. So it, it was pretty much like 10 seconds left. So they're not trying to run another play. I think they had maybe a couple more timeouts. It was pretty much like one or two seconds left when they called timeout to to put the kicking team on. They wanted the points. They didn't want the touchdown. So they were like, well, we got to like we gotta do something. We got to get points, and we'll take points. We're trying to win the football game, by the way. We're not trying to get a record. Saints fans, they're pissed off. Let me write two names that, have, that appeared on my television screen right now. Important names. Important legacies, important players, but I'm pissed off now. I may not get to what I what I need to get to because I am so I am so interested in this football game right here right now because I'm 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 so interested in watching Drew Brees break this all time touchdown record that Manning set. I think in 2015 or 2016 it was like one of those years, maybe 2014 somewhere around there. Alright, do I got anything else to talk about? I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, Carson Wentz, uh, Jared Goff type of stuff. If we can get to it, we'll get to it. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm more interested in this football game, to be honest with you. Now, but I will talk about this. So... I mentioned, I think I had a Lamar Jackson episode where I was specifically talking about Lamar Jackson for like 20, 30 minutes, something like that. Because he gets a lot, he gets a lot of criticism. He gets a lot of criticism. And what a lot of people incorrectly, these people that say, I have vision, I can foretell, I can see the future, I can see what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson. I can see, you know, all this stuff, all this BS. Like they, they think that they're smart guys, they're not. They think they understand what's going on in football. Or better yet, they want to sound smart. I think that's it. Because to me, all of this stuff comes easy to me. I mean, I am the the best video gaming podcast on the entire internet. 
But when it comes to these dudes, they always like say, well, we know, you know, they want to come across as smart. They want to make things more complicated to seem more intelligent. I'm a straight shooter. You know me, I'm 24. I'm not a smart guy. I just try and do my best. I try and show up. I try and get what I get, what I need to get correct. And I leave all that other bullshit to the wind. You know, I'm, I'm not necessarily the type of guy that's all about the fluff. I'm just about the meat and potatoes. I don't mind having a nice hunk of steak cooked medium rare with some mashed potatoes, bacon bits in them, and some uh, and a big old slice of either key lime pie, Italian cream cake, or some New York style cheesecake, man. Just talking about that type of dinner makes me start to salivate. I'm all about the, the simple things in life. People want to overcomplicate it. They want to have, they want to put things in like, liquid nitrogen and freeze something to like zero and 50 degrees Celsius, right? So that way the, the stuff can come out half frozen. Then they want to blend it up, defrost it, put it in some type of a drink. And that's your, that's your dinner, right? Instead of an actual dinner, we're going to make it a drink. What? That doesn't make any sense. Anyways, everybody wants to say, well, going back to Lamar Jackson, Everybody wants to say, well, Lamar Jackson, his play is unsustainable because of Cam Newton. It's either it's either his wins aren't good when he has record game wins. I remember I saw Stephen A. Smith say, well, it's not impressive that Lamar Jackson had five touchdowns against the Dolphins. And my response, my retort is, who has five touchdowns, period, against the Dolphins? I'm still waiting. As a matter of fact, I'll even make it a little bit harder, right? Because if it's so easy, if it's so easy for him to get five touchdowns, let me make it a, a tad bit harder, right? So let's let's say, you know, not, not even let's say because it happened. Lamar Jackson, he had five touchdowns. That's a lot of touchdowns. Like having three touchdowns is a lot of touchdowns. And he had five. And we're not talking total touchdowns, right? We're talking he threw these people open. He had five beautiful touchdowns. One of which was like a great pass to Hollywood Brown, I think, if if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So he had five. No, not not against the Dolphins, against the Jets, and it was the Hollywood Brown. I'm like, I don't think he played the Dolphins. So <clears throat> let's say, all right. So he had five touchdowns against the Jets. How many teams? Name me five teams that have had five touchdowns against the Jets. Because if it's so easy to score five touchdowns against the Jets, passing touchdowns, not five touchdowns general, passing touchdowns. If it's so easy to have five through the air, and everybody's going to say, well, Lamar Jackson, he would not Lamar Jackson, uh, Jamal Adams, he wasn't in the game. Wouldn't have mattered. Wouldn't have mattered at all. Would not have mattered one bit. And everybody wants to say, well, he can't pass, he can't throw. You guys are as, bl- like, you guys are as blind as bats. You guys need the glasses that Stevie Wonder wears, the shades, man, because you are more, you are more blind than he is. Put on the shades, man. Cover up your eyes because you can't see shit. I got to watch this horse shit all day long. People are like, well, he only threw five touchdowns against the Jets. Nobody throws five touchdowns. Nobody, even against the bad teams. They don't throw five touchdowns. They can throw four, not five. Not five. So on top of people still saying that he can't throw, which, I mean, I, anybody who says he can't throw, I'm, I'm pretty much not paying attention to. Because they don't matter. They don't offer anything that uh, that is truthful and honest. But then people say, well, his play style is unsustainable. Because, you know, he, he runs and stuff like that. I did go into a nice spiel. What's the podcast title? 
what is the podcast that I'm constantly referencing? I gotta have some of my podcasts pulled up so that way I can reference some of some of them. So that way you can go ahead and go watch them. You know, if you aren't already subscribed and watching to the podcast. Talking about Axon Jackson, right? That's the podcast where I pretty much had a long spiel about Lamar Jackson. So in that podcast, I compare his numbers to other numbers that everybody loves to compare him to, like Colin Kaepernick, Cam Newton, Michael Vick. And I'm like, well, he's not those guys. He is the, uh, he, he's like Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. He's guys, he, he's like a guy that can run and pass because his completion percentage is through the roof. It's like 60 something percent. What's his numbers again? I hate to reiterate the, this point. Again, watch the podcast because I go way more into detail about it. But his numbers this year are 66%. That's fantastic. Cam Newton, he's only had two seasons where he's had 60 over, he's where he's gone over 60%, right? Michael Vick is similar and Colin Kaepernick is very, very similar. And I've talked about this on that podcast. I talked about his progression, how he will continuously progress into a passing quarterback. Speaking of a passing quarterback, Drew Brees, he's back at it again, first and 10, 50-yard line, throws down the football field. Mike Thomas makes one hell of a catch at the 40-yard line of the Colts. It's like second and one now. Let me check it out. Bang. Inside leverage. He even gets held, by the way, by the DB. And he makes one. Oh, my God. He has the best hands in the league. He has the best hands in the league. Maybe, maybe not the best hands. No, he has the best hands in the league, man. And I thought it was DeAndre Hopkins. Damn it, man. This 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 Thomas dude, he has the best hands in the league. Or at least one of the best sets of hands in the league. That catch that he made at the 40-yard line of the Colts, that was one pretty catch, man. Brought it in perfectly. Strong hands. Damn. Anyways, talking about boss man Axon Jackson. I talk about him so much you think he would pays me. But um, everybody talks about how his play style is unsustainable. 33 touchdowns through the air, by the way. I think he has 40 total. Six touchdowns, over 1,000 yards rushing, 2,000 yards. Just take a look at his numbers. His, his, his passing yards, he's not a high-volume guy, but he can be. I think this offseason, I don't know what the hell he did this offseason to get this good, but whatever he did this offseason, he's going to work on being a volume passer. That's what he's going to work on. That's what he should work on. That's what he's probably going to get told to work on. Hey, Lamar, you need to be a high-volume guy because we're probably going to throw it more. We're probably going to have you run more stuff, but you're probably not going to run 1,000-plus yards next season. Maybe gain a couple of pounds. He's 212. He may get ballooned up to like 215, 216. Maybe 220. Maybe. We'll see. But he's going to gain some pounds. He's going to be, he's going to have that same style, but he's not going to do it as much. It's exactly what happened to Russell Wilson. He was a couple, he was maybe 10, 15 pounds lighter. Maybe even not that much lighter when he came into the NFL. How, how much does Russell Wilson weigh? He raised probably 220, 230. Uh, apparently he weighs 215. Hold on. 
He does not weigh 215. He weighs like 220. So he weighs like 220. And he put on some extra. Does he seriously weigh 220? He looks like he weighs 220, man. Not 220, 215. So, yeah, I was right. He put on like 10, 15 pounds. They have him listed on Google like at, like 206, 206 pounds. Right now he's at 215. He looks 220 to me. He is like six feet tall, though. 5'11", 6. He's six feet tall. But to me, Russell Wilson, he put on that extra 10 plus pounds to compensate for himself getting hit, right? That's why he has to, that's why he has to weigh that. He gets hit a lot because of his offensive line. Offensive line wasn't good for the last two, three years. Now it's starting to come together. So guess what? Now he can still have that weight on because he's a freaking quarterback. You know what I mean, quarterbacks, they're, they're pretty unathletic. Which is why it's always weird to me to see Deshaun and Lamar have six-packs. Because, I mean, he, take Dak Prescott. He does not have a six-pack. He, he has a dad bod, as they like to say. But everybody ke- keeps on t- talking to me and telling me, well, Lamar, his play is unsustainable because of all the hits he's going to take. And I'm like, he's going to take these hits early on, like Russell Wilson took when he was playing football. But as far as I can tell, as far as I can see, Lamar, he's probably going to gain some more pounds. He's probably going to gain some more weight. He's going to develop as a pocket passer, and he's going to be very, very good at it. I cannot believe nobody's talking about 33 touchdowns, six interceptions. His touchdown to interception ratio is like five point something to one, which is fantastic. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. It's otherworldly. And everybody wants to talk about how he runs. And I'm like, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. 33 to 6 will do it for you. That's what, like, if, if, you, if Aaron Rodgers had those numbers, everybody would be going Google and Gaga. Because it's, it, because it's on Haskins, because it's on the kid, everybody wants to discredit him. It's first and goal at the 2 or the 1. They're going to probably run it with, uh, with Alvin Kamara here. 26 of 27. Holy shit. He's 26 of 27. And he just did it. Let me pause it. Let me let me let me make sure I read that right. Is he seriously 26 of 27? He's 26 of 27, 276 yards, two touchdowns. Do we're seriously not talking about Drew Brees enough. I I'm I you know, not we. I don't talk about him enough. I don't talk about him enough. I'm taking responsibility, unlike the referees. I'm taking responsibility for my actions. I have not talked about Drew Brees enough. 40 years old, and he's still He's still one of the best passing quarterbacks in the league. 40 years of age. Let me watch this with the sound on. They got him. Pass it to his tight end. Five hundred and forty passing touchdowns to one of the greatest, one of the most underrated overjudged, hyper-criticized guys ever in the NFL. He came out of college. He came out of Purdue. Everybody said he was too short. He came out of high school in Texas. Everybody said he was too short. This guy's too short. He's only 5'11", 6 feet tall. He can't throw over his offensive lineman. He can't see anything. He's not going to play football after tearing one of his muscles in his shoulders. He said, I'm Drew Bleepin' Breeze. I'm one of, this makes me want to cry, man. One of the greatest football players of all time. You want to know what he says? I'm done only until I'm done. 
most yards and touchdowns in the league. Everybody who's criticized him needs to shut the hell up because they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what the hell he's talking about. Carried his team when his team was no good. Turned the Saints, turned the Aints into the Saints once again. Revitalized this community. Put this team on his back. Did it all without, did, did it all without complaining about it. This was one of the worst teams in the NFL. He brought them back from the abyss, from the cemetery. The grave digger was already reading the Saints or the Aints, their rights. And he brought them back. 540 touchdowns for one of the greatest football players of all time. And he absolutely deserves it. And he's 40 years old, by the way. And he fell off a cliff. And, you know, he fell off a cliff. Drew Brees is no good. He's no good. He's not one of the best passers of the football, you know, in, in NFL history. He's not one of the greatest football players to ever freaking touch a football. He's no good. What an absolute freaking moronic joke that is. They play fake it to Latavius Murray. And he gets it. Drew Brees, he doesn't make that big of a show of it. He goes in, he takes off his helmet, he waves to the crowd. He thanks the Saints fans for being great fans. He gets back on the sideline, he hugs his coaches. He hugs everybody on the offensive line, on the players. He hugs everybody. His family goes absolutely nuts and insane, as they 100% should be. He hugs everybody. The interesting thing about Drew Brees, this is how this this is a great story to tell. When one of his offensive linemen retired, he was absolutely crying, and in his speech, he gave soliloquy after soliloquy of how great of a football player and how great of a person Drew Brees is, how impactful he was on his NFL career, how impactful he was on him as a person, and he thanked Drew Brees. Because he got to play with not only one of the greatest human beings of all time, but one of the great, one of the one of, not only one of the best, not maybe not human beings, but one of the best football players of all time, and also a pretty great human being. Lisa Salters is reporting on something. Let me hear it. Hold on, let me hear what she has to say. Hold on. I'm not. I don't. I don't even care about the football game anymore. Let me see it. So I mean, Drew Brees, he does he does not get enough credit, man. He he really does not. He doesn't have the rings. He doesn't have the uh, the flashy plays. You know, everybody talks about Aaron Rodgers as being one of the best passers of all time. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Are you sure about that? Are are we sure we're not overlooking Aaron Drew Brees? Are we sure? Because I constantly hear about Aaron Rodgers. I constantly hear about Rodgers. Excuse me, what about Drew Brees? I feel like everybody's like, you know what? He, he, he's had a, another 4,000-yard uh, season, another 30-plus touchdown season. I look at his numbers. He's always throwing in the high 60s when it comes to his completion percentage. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, Drew Brees, another 30-plus touchdown season, uh, like 3-to-1 touchdown season, 60%. 
absolute just just destroying people, putting up great numbers, and nobody talks about him because they under he's underappreciated. He's under he's so under. I cannot believe I have to say this about the guy that has the most yards and touchdowns in the NFL through the year. I cannot believe I have to say this. He's underrated. Because outside of Louisiana, outside of New Orleans, I don't think he gets the respect that he deserves. Because everybody wants to talk about Aaron Rodgers. What about Drew Brees? What about Brees? He's better. He's way better. I can't stand it, man. I cannot stand it. But easily, he's one of the great... Let me let me look at his numbers. I, the game's over. They won. The Saints won it. I saw it by accident. I thought that I wouldn't have seen it, but it appeared in my feed as I was looking up the uh, the, the Dak Prescott quote. I looked at it. I glanced at it. It's kind of like thinking... It's, it's kind of like how somebody says, don't think about white polar bears, and the only thing that you can think of is white polar bears. As soon as I saw it, I couldn't look away. I had to see it. I'm going to look up his numbers right now. I'm going to look at his numbers. I'm going to look at his numbers so that way you can understand how absurd this is. He throws for another touchdown this game. So he's going to throw for four. I'm going to watch that fourth one. Check this out. This is pretty fantastic. Check this out. 370 yards. 307, not 70. 307 yards. 96.7 completion percentage. Huh? You heard that right. 96.7. That's impossible. That is impossible. That's like being a basketball player and shooting 90% from the field. Not free throws. Not having 90% free throws. 90% from the field. That's impossible. And he made it possible. Let's take a gander at his numbers. Remember, he was hurt for like a month. So he has 2,447 yards. He, I mean, in, in the last four, let, let me, let me just break it down to you like this. Let me, let me, let me just break and I'll, and I'll stop at 2010. So we're going to have 10 years of greatness, right? We're going to, we're going to watch 10 years, right? I'm just going to go down his stat sheet. I'm going to talk about his numbers and then we'll just discuss, right? 75% completion percentage, 74 72, 70, 68, 69, 68, 63, 71, 68. He's never fallen before behind 63% completion percentage this decade. And in the past four years, his completion percentage has only gone up. It's in the mid-70s right now. He's throwing for 75% completion percentage. Like if you're throwing, let me put it to you, to you in perspective. Usually, if you're throwing anything above 70% completion percentage in the NFL, you're dinking and dunking. You're going for these high percentage, low these low risk, high reward type of throws, right? Maybe low low risk, low reward, right? Not low risk, high reward. Low risk, low reward, right? You're getting two, three yards. You're padding your stat sheet. Drew Brees, check out his yards. And keep in mind, he was hurt this season, so his yards are... How many games has he played in? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine games out of 13, 14. So keep in mind, he's missing probably 1,000 yards here. He's thrown for 
2,447 yards, 3,900, 4,333, 5,200, 4,800, 4,900, 5,100, 5,100, 5,400, and 4,600 yards. He is only thrown for 3,000 yards once this decade, and that was 2019 when they had Mark Ingram and Kareem Hunt, not Kareem Hunt, excuse me, Alvin Kamara running hand-in-hand pretty much, just running the football up and down the football field. And he was only eight yards away from having another 4,000-yard season. Are we not, are we seriously not underestimating, are, are we seriously over, you know, just just underappreciating what he does as a football player? But then check out his touchdown and interception ratio, and this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. 21-4, that'll do it. That's like a, a, a five a five to one touchdown interception ratio. Pretty much what Lamar Jackson is throwing for white right now, right? 32 to 5, that's like 6 to 1. 23 to 8, that's 4 to 1. 37 to 15, that's a little bit bad, but that's 2 to 1, pretty much. But you'll take 2 to 1 in 5,000 yards, 70% completion percentage. 32 11, 33 17, 39 12, 43 19, 46 14. 33-22. When was the last time? So the last time he threw for 23 touchdowns was in 2017. The time before that was in 2028. Did I say 2028? 2007, excuse me. I, I saw the 28 and I was like, 2028. 2007 was the last time after 2017 that he threw for 20 touchdowns. And that season he threw for 28. He's going literally a decade in between his 23 touchdown seasons. There's more. Don't worry. There's more. There's more. Let's just take a look at his yards, right? Let's just take a gander. Let's take a peek at his yards. So right now, I'm looking at his yards. I just want to see him throw. I'm, I'm going to count it. I'm, I'm not going to be ticky-tacky. The 3,992 yards He's eight yards away from throwing for uh, for uh, for four thousand. That's a four thousand yard season to me. Who who is who is throwing for three thousand nine hundred and ninety two yards consistently in a season? Nobody. Not Drew Brees. When was the last three thousand yard season? You're gonna have to go all the way back to two thousand five with the Chargers, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, how how fantastic Drew Brees has been as a football player is is undeniable. You know, it, you 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 look at his greatness for the past almost twenty years. When did he start playing? Two thousand one. Fifty five percent completion percentage, two hundred twenty one yards, one touchdown. That next season throws for three thousand. You look at his greatness, we all underappreciate it. Even I underappreciate it. I don't talk about him enough as a football player. But you underappreciate him as a football player. We under I, I have underappreciated him as a football player. I'm not doing it anymore. Not doing it. Can't do it. Refuse to do it. From this day forward, I constantly mention Brady. I constantly mention other guys. I'm getting sick and tired of myself just thinking about it. 
I'm going to start talking about Drew Brees a lot more because he's he deserves to be talked about. I mean, he's freaking like Steph Curry, man. He's, he's literally like the NFL Steph Curry. Steph Curry can jack up a bunch of threes from half court and stuff. Drew Brees can do everything. Jack up a bunch of threes, do whatever he wants to do. Nobody can stop him. There's no defense that can stop him if he really wants to. Did it without Mike Thomas. Did it with Mike Thomas. He's been doing everything. He's been doing this since 2001, man. He's been doing this since I was a kid. And he's still doing it. I cannot emphasize this point enough. 96% completion percentage is unheard of. That's, 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 that's impossible. That's a, that's impossible. But then on top of that, on the night that he breaks the Manning record, this is, this is so characteristic of Drew Brees. He breaks the record and he goes for one more. He scores four touchdowns instead of three. You want to know where he's from? Dallas, Texas. Oh, man. Oh, man. He's never won the MVP. He's never won it. The journalists, they were like, well, we've got to, we've got to give it to Drew Brees. They tried to give it to him last year because they, because he never won it. He's had how many 5,000 yard seasons has Drew had? He's had one in 2012. He's had one in 2016. He's had one in 2013. He's had one. He, he's had, he had three. He's had four. How many? How many? Hold on. I'm already screwing this shit up. He had one in 2008, one in 2011, 12, 13. He had three back-to-back-to-back 5,000-yard seasons. And then he had another one in 2016. Who won this? Who won the MVP in those three years? Maybe the journalist should have given it to Drew. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe just a thought. Maybe just a thought. Aaron Rodgers, Adrian Peterson, 2011-2012. I think I, you know, you know, that's that's a pretty good, Adrian Peterson. And then Peyton Manning. But who won it when he had those that 5,000-yard game in 2008? Peyton Manning. All right. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you know, all right, all right. But what was Manning's numbers? What were Manning's numbers? Breeze probably didn't win, but, you know, that's that's probably why. But what were his numbers? No, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of going tit for tat. You know, you're going two of the greatest football players of all time, but... I'm just I'm just curious. I'm just just doing a little bit of research. They gave it to Rodgers doing that three. Well, what were Rodgers' numbers? He must have thrown for more than five thousand yards. During that three year stint. What about Brady? What were Brady's numbers? I'm just curious. I'm not you know, I'm not trying to expose you. I'm just trying to you know, I'm just trying to do a little bit of research, you know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just a little bit curious. I'm just a little bit curious as to why uh, Drew Brees didn't win the Super Bowl during three years when he had, uh, when he had a lot of yards. Okay, so Brady didn't win it. So I'm all right. Go away, Brady. 
What happened to Manning? Who won it in 11? Aaron Rodgers? What was his numbers in, in 2011? He was more efficient, I think. 2011? Yeah, he had more... He had... No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Yeah, Breeze should have won it that year. I think he won the Super Bowl, but Breeze had a thousand more yards than than what's his face Rodgers. He had similar touchdowns. His interception his interceptions were worse, but he had a higher completion percentage. I have no idea why Drew Breeze didn't win when uh when the when the MVP that year. I'm not gonna you know go down the laundry list of accomplishments that Drew Breeze has been snuffed, but Jesus Christ, man. You know, it's it's too late. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a problem. I'm the problem. Don't talk about Drew Brees enough. I'm part of the problem. Speaking of part of the problem, uh, Brees is having one hell of a game already. You know, we already know he's going to throw for 307 yards. And Taysom Hill, by his own volition, runs in for Drew Brees' fourth touchdown of the day. Breaks the record. I'm so happy. I, I'm so happy that I got to watch this football game. That I, I got to watch this. Taysom Hill trucks a lot of guys in the end zone trucks two guys fourth touchdown of the day 540 something Oof. I mean it goes on and on and on the legacy continues remember when people were like Drew Brees is not playing very well. He stinks. Last year, he had 74% completion percentage, 3,992 yards, eight away from from uh, from having yet again another 4,000-yard season. 32 touchdowns, five interceptions, but he's fallen off a cliff, right? He's fallen off a cliff. One of the best offensive minds in football, Sean Payton, he's fallen off a cliff. Saints are falling off a cliff. People are just so quick to call dead on arrival, right? People are just so quick to, maybe not call, what's the phrase? To prematurely say that something is dead or something has lost its muster or something has lost its fight. People still think Drew Brees is overrated. People still think he's not a great football player. I'm part of the problem. Part of the issue. Don't talk about him enough Tom Brady just congratulated Drew Brees couldn't be more deserving passing Peyton in anything is incredible is an incredible achievement and your records will be tough to beat but it's worth trying just two goats eating some grass having a conversation online on Twitter one of the greatest football players I've had the pleasure of watching and I don't give him enough credit I don't give him enough credit for what he does Speaking of a guy that I don't get enough credit, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Love how I'm. I'll pretty much stop talking about Drew Brees right now. It's 34 to zero. Like it, it, I think, I think they're gonna take him off the field. I, I mean, the defense is on the field. By the way, it's 34 to zero. It's a, it's an ass whooping of epic proportions. But um, Haskins. 
had a phenomenal game against the uh, maybe not a phenomenal, but a good game against the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Sixty seven percent. 261 yards, two touchdowns, 121.3 pass rating. Pretty good game. Almost won it, too. I looked at his numbers, his team's numbers during that game. Let me let me check him out here. His numbers. Against the Eagles. How did they beat? How did the? Oh, oh, McLaren. McLaren had 130 yards. I'm like, one guy had over 100 yards. I thought it was on rushing. It was McLaren. He's he, he's like a he's like a McLaren, like the car. He's a high sports car, a hybrid, a high expensive motor. Under the hood, you lift it up. Very very expensive motor. I didn't get to watch the game. Haven't even seen any of the highlights for it yet. So I'm not going to speak too harshly on it, too critically of it. But um, I have this feeling that Haskins, he may be the guy that, if he handles his business in the offseason, I think he could come back and he could have one hell of a season next season. I don't know. It may be a little bit prematurely uh, stated, but, I mean, he's he's had a head coach that's now fired. He doesn't have a left tackle. Remember, the left tackle, uh, the guy that Trent Williams, the guy that everybody, including myself, has been hyping up. And I, I love me some Trent Williams. He's one of the best left tackles in the league. He's he, he's in negotiation for his contract. He stayed out of the uh, stayed off the team for like six, seven, eight weeks, and then he came back, and then he was not medically cleared to play football. So now he's not operating without a left tackle. Um, he's a rookie as well. He has not had a full season of practice, not of practice, but as a quarterback, and he's gone back and forth between starting and not starting. And then he, then he played because some guys have gotten injured. Like there's been a lot of dysfunction around him. The team wasn't very good to begin with. And like, this was a, this was a pretty solid game by Haskins. I think he's going to be, get better. Um, whoever they get as a head coach, I would not be surprised if it's an offensive minded head coach. Speaking of which, I've been hearing a lot of reports of interest from the Giants and Washington about Jason Garrett. And even I heard Jane Slater today on the Rich Eisen show saying that the Washington team has interest in in him. And I'm like, why? There's obviously better dudes out there, one of which was in the booth during that game, Urban Meyer. I'm like, why are you, why do people like in the NFC East Jason Garrett so much? Like, like his team is the most talented team in the division, probably in the NFL, and they're seven for seven. Like, think about when he doesn't have one of the best offensive lines in the league, when he doesn't have one of the best running backs in the league, when he doesn't have a quarterback that's constantly improving, when he doesn't have one of the best wide receivers in the league, when he doesn't have 10-plus pro bowlers on a team. What's going to happen then? And he has a bunch, and, he, and he's either going to start a first, second, or third-year player at the quarterback position. What? Like, think about how hard of a... Like, I, 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 I'm I, not buying it. I'm not buying it. I don't think those teams want them. And if they do want them, they're idiots. So I'm not I'm not buying him. And I remember... there. And, and speaking of Jason Garrett, man, this whole notion that, oh, okay, he beats Sean McVay... That means that he's a great head coach because he outcoached Sean McVay. It's like I roll my eyes because they're like, well, he beat Sean McVay 
because Bill Belichick, he out, he, uh, or somebody out coached Bill Belichick or something like that, or, or no, excuse me, people were making the analogy that Bill Belichick coached him, out coached Jason Garrett, so now he out coached Sean McVay and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, hold on a minute. We can play that game all freaking day. So he doesn't out coach Bill Belichick and he out coaches Sean McVay, but he also doesn't out coach Matt Nagy and Adam Gase who are some of the worst head coaches in the league. Right? And McDermott. He's a good head coach, though. And the Matt LaFleur, who's the rookie head coach coming out of uh, coming out of Tennessee. He was, the, he was not Tennessee. He was the quarterback head coach for... The, uh, for the Rams, and now he's a head coach and he beat Jason Garrett. Like, we can play that freaking game all day long of guys that, like, of, of out-coaching. It's like coaching is not is not like who you, who you beat and who you lose to. It's about how the team plays. And the team has played like garbage for like eight straight weeks. Like, oh, my God. Speaking of coaching disasters in Dallas... Like you want to talk about coaching? Damn it! Four bath. How the hell are you not going to recruit? How, how like like eight straight weeks? Not even eight straight weeks. Like almost two years of of Maher, and the first guy we get in, surprisingly enough, goes like five for five. Did he have some penalties? I I don't care about the damn penalties. I care about field goals, man. That's what I care about. And he was able to nail his field goals. And that's all I care about. He seems like a pretty good kicker for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, The game is pretty much over with. I don't know about you. I've had a fantastic day. A fantastic game. I will come back on Friday. We will talk about in depth about some of the stuff that I did want to talk about tonight. I'm just a little bit behind here. How can I be this hungry? I ate a lot today. Jesus Christ, I'm like, how can I be just this hungry? Jesus. Is Breeze playing? Yeah, he's still playing. He's just handing off the football. Nine minutes left. 34. What's the final score? What was the final score? Thirty-four to seven. So they do score a touchdown. I thought 34 to 7 like they score a couple of touchdowns late in the game. Nope. Nope. I said that the Colt and, and Breeze tears in his eyes pointing to the fans in the stands because he knows how important they are. He knows how important they are to this football team. How much they have contributed to his overall success as an NFL football player. How much they believed in him. I listen. You can go all over the south, man. They got nine jerseys in New Orleans, in Texas, in Louisiana, in Baton Rouge, in Mississippi, in Georgia, in Oklahoma, and where in, in every everywhere. Everywhere in the South, they got Breeze jerseys. Especially in Texas and, and in Mississippi. They got them everywhere. He means a lot to people. People mean a lot to him. That's why he has the Walter Payton Man of the Year award for his philanthropic ventures permanently etched into his jersey 
some two quickies that I want to get into. Uh, the game's pretty much over with. I mean, the Saints, they're going to kick it and maybe the Colts score. I don't I, I mean, the game's over with. They're, they're down three, four scores. They're, they're not winning this football game. I think Jacoby Brissett, before, you know, before the game is over with, like, I've, I've been watching this game, and I'm like, Jacoby Brissett hasn't really done anything for, like, four quarters, so. But what I will say, for in, in it's pretty, I'm like, yeah, that's probably because I've been so focused on Drew Brees, but, um, yeah, it's it seems like he hasn't done anything in, like, four quarters, so, I, 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 I don't know, I don't know. But, what I will say about Brissett is this, uh, his job could be on the line next season. Like, seriously, his job could be on the line next season. He could be gone. He could still be there. I mean, it could it could go into a lot of different places, good and bad. He could win. He could lose. I don't know. But it's all dependent on what he wants to do as a football player, how good he can improve. More importantly what he can do in the offseason to get better as a head as a as a quarterback. Let me let me look up this tamale place. I seriously gotta get I, I'm just hungry for some tamales, man. I'm gonna get two dozen. I'm gonna get two dozen and I'm literally just gonna eat tamales all day tomorrow. Just to like make myself sick of tamales. And then tomorrow or not tomorrow but again like in two days, I'm I'm literally just gonna eat tamales for breakfast, lunch and dinner. When does this place open up tomorrow? So that way I can go in tomorrow and I can literally just start eating. Where is that place? They don't have like the cool thing. The cool thing about this place is that they don't have, uh, they don't have an option between like spicy or not spicy. They have like, they have like, like they all are the same, right? What is this place? This tamale shop. It's a tamale place. It looks like a nice hole. In the- I may go to this place instead because it's closer. And if it has good tamales, I may just make this my my permanent spot. Oh, I was talking about this place before because I'm like, I know this place. Do I know this place? Where is this place? This doesn't look like where it is. I'm pretty sure I know where it is. Google says that it's... Is it where it is? Where is it? No, it's not where I live. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm... Let me... Let me... Let me... Look this place up. They got a menu? No, they don't. They got a phone number. It's definitely... Frick, sorry about that. That's my phone. It's definitely like... It's definitely a hole in the wall. It's kind of like you're... It's kind of like if you were going to go and get tamales, you would probably want to go to this spot because of like... How hole in the wall-ish it is. I like that. So, 
going sorry going back to Brissett, um he's in trouble he's got some he's got some issues if he doesn't clean up his act next year he could potentially be a backup quarterback for the rest of his NFL career um will he do that I don't I don't know I don't know we'll see but he's he's got a lot of issues I mean the thing is, is that when you're a quarterback and you don't start for a long time, like you, you got to There's, there's the golden mean, you know, you don't want to have in excess of something or you don't want to have, and you don't want to have a lack of something. It's kind of like that golden area of hot and cold, right? Like Goldilocks, not too hot, not too cold, right? You don't want to have an excess of one or the other. You want to be right in between. Aristotle had that philosophy. I learned that from a PewDiePie, not even PewDiePie, I learned that from watching one of my new books that I just bought, Ego is the Enemy, but then PewDiePie, uh, he referenced the golden meme that was referenced in that book, and I was like, oh, that's what the book was talking about. But you don't, but, uh, Reset, I, I, I don't know, man, I don't know. He has great offensive weapons. And I, I, like, I think you just got to develop him even more, in my opinion. And then you see, and then, but this year, pretty good quarterback draft class. We'll see in a year. So two quickie things before uh, the podcast ends, because the game is about to end. And as soon as the game is over, I'm not going to do a recap of this, the week. I will do that on Friday or potentially early on this week. But, um... Some news coming out. Josh Gordon is suspended for PED use. Seattle doesn't care because he wasn't a great wide receiver for for them. It was DK Metcalf that's pretty much the guy. Um, yeah, he's out of the league. I don't think there's a lot of teams that's going to take a chance on him. I think the Patriots were his last stop. Then Seattle gave him a shot. I think another off-brand team, a team that's probably not really going to do a whole lot, maybe the Eagles are going to take a shot at him. That would be an interesting uh, situation. But I think after this season, he's done. I mean, he he has not looked as dynamic. How old is he? He's like 28 years old. And he really hasn't had that footing when it comes to the NFL. Like, I don't remember a great year from him. He's had some good years, but they've always ended because he's been suspended, right? Like, his last 1,000-yard season was in 2016. Or not 16, excuse me, 2013. He's in, he's been in the league for six, seven, eight years. He's had 1,000 yard season. Then he's had a uh, a 2,000, uh, not a 2,000, a 208 yard, 287 yard season with the Patriots. 720, 17, 335, 303, 1600, 805. He's had really, really bad issues for the majority of his NFL career, and he's starting to handle them. But, like, PED use could be the, the final straw. So, I think he's done with, uh, with, with, with football, potentially. He is 28 years old, by the way. All that talent just poof, wasted. I wish somebody showed me one of those pictures of those tamales, man. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, I wish somebody showed me uh, some pictures of those tamales, man. 
Maybe. Well, they got. It's a branch. It's a brand restaurant. So. They do have. Hold on, I don't know. Do they have turkey tamales? Turkey only? I'm out. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. I don't. I don't do turkey tamales. Who puts turkey in their tamales? You can't put turkey. I'm. I'm. I'm actually gonna call them up. I'm gonna be ignorant. I'm literally just gonna be like, you know what? Do you guys got pork? Hold on. Hold on. In the past, they were great. Today, they showed me firsthand why people get frustrated with small businesses and take their money elsewhere. How does a business close at 8, but almost 40 minutes before closing time, refuse to take an order over the phone that they require be called in? Their reason given was that they've already cleaned for the night. The audacity of Mia. Okay, you're just complaining. Went by mid-afternoon to get a dozen mile to snack on while watching football. Just got them out of the fridge to warm up and there's only six unacceptable no more business from me i can understand that wish they made pork flavor too apparently they only make four pork flavor tamal not pork but turkey i've never heard of that it's either like pork or chicken or beef Seriously? Let me take a look at the food. So you can get it to go. Alright, so the tamales, they look like tamales. Tony's tamales. One dozen is $11. Alright. Oh, I freaking just said this. I freaking just said this thing. Oh my god. Half a dozen and seven. I may just get a dozen. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty much going to eat them all day, so. The other, there's like two locations. One location opens up. I think at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh man, like tamales, they're so freaking easy to make. And it's like they don't have any tamales where I live. I'm just hungry for good Mexican food. I think that's the issue. Hold on. Drew Brees is clapping on the sideline. Let me watch it. Hold on, hold on, hold on.
So they're showing a Drew Brees, a guy that looks like Drew Brees and Drew Brees. He was 29 of 30. Do you realize how hard it is to throw 30 times and complete 29 of them? That was his magnum opus. That was his uh that was his uh Mona Lisa. That was his 16th chapel. That was his masterpiece. And he's still painting. He's still sculpting. He's still chipping away. He's still playing right now. He could have another game. But he's washed up. He's done. He's gone. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. He's done. He's not a good quarterback. All right. Okay. He's finished. Okay. Finishing uh, finishing off the podcast, there's like three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, I talked about Josh Gordon. I, I, I don't know who's going to pick him up. Philadelphia is probably desperate enough next season to pick him up along with Antonio Brown. They're probably going to have, they're, they're going to address this issue. A lot of people are blaming the GM for the issues. I'm like, the GM probably thought to himself, it's like, we're fine at the wide receiving position because we won a Super Bowl with these guys. And then we added on Deshaun Jackson. So think about it like this. You got Deshaun Jackson. He gets hurt. Alshon Jeffrey, he gets hurt. Nelson Aguilar, he gets hurt. But before that, let's, let's just take out Deshaun Jackson, but they had Alshon and Nelson for the majority of the season, they had a pretty good wide receiving core. Like they did. The only issue is they didn't execute at all, probably because of the quarterback, and they didn't win football games. So everybody's throwing the GM and the head coach under under the bus, and I'm like, you do realize that they had actually a pretty good one to start the season, even without Deshaun Jackson being in, because they also had Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, by the way. Just thought thought I would mention that. So next year, they're probably going to try and go after Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown. People still want to, people are still wondering how much, like how many games he's going to be suspended. But it's like the NFL, like the NFL teams, they're not stupid and he's not stupid. Like he's like, like the NFL teams, not he, but the NFL teams are like, listen, we're not touching this dude until we have confirmation of when and how many games he's going to get. Like how many games? The NFL... It's been four months, almost four months. They have not been able to figure that out. So I'm pissed off. He's pissed off. Teams are pissed off. They're like, if you're not going to suspend him, let him play. If you're going to suspend him, then tell him how much he's going to get suspended for. So that way we can end this whole charade. What the NFL wants, team to sign him for eight games or something like that. For him to sign him to a one-year deal and then literally release him. Or not release him, sign him to a one year one year deal, and then suspend him for eight games or something stupid like that. It's like, bro, like if if he's suspended, then suspend him. By the way, what I don't get about the NFL, right? So let's say you have like like uh, sexual assaultists. This 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 is what pissed me off about the Ezekiel Elliott thing. So the police department they didn't think that Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott committed sexual assault. The police departments that were investigating this. This is different from. Antonio, because the police departments, they didn't investigate this because of the statute of limitations were over. 
The police investigated. They thought they didn't. They, they thought she was lying, and they thought that he didn't commit it. Right? The NFL. Uh, the Lisa Friels, I think that's what her name was. She investigated. She was the only person to interview the alleged victim. She thought he didn't do it. The NFL handed him a six-game suspension. Uh, a six-game suspension, anyways. Right. So the NFL, they think that he sexually assaulted a dude, a girl. Excuse me, not sexually. What? It, not sexually assaulted. Not not raped her or kissed her or whatever. They thought he hit her. Right. So all right, if that's what you think. He did. That's what you think he's done. Why is he in the NFL? Right? Like, usually, if that happens in real life, it's not a suspension from your job. You get fired. Like, people find out you did that to your wife, your girlfriend, whatever. You hit her repeatedly for a week. You're out. Like, you're fired. And nobody's going to hire you. And you will be sent to prison. Like, forget about your job. You're done as a person. You're going to be locked up in a cage, bro. Like, that's it. But here, in the NFL, it's like, well, eh, six games. Like, to me, this this suspension thing, this NFL jurisdiction thing, it doesn't make any sense to me. It really, really doesn't. Really, really doesn't. But um, you also got T. Sizzle, Ball So Hard University. He got claimed off of waivers to the Chiefs. Apparently, uh, because the... uh, Who released him? The Cardinals, they released him this season. They released him, I think, on Friday. They were like, well, we're done. Whatever, right? So the Chiefs, they pick him up. Apparently, T. Sizzle is not going to play for a team that's not Baltimore. So the Chiefs, they ignored him. I think he's serious. I think he's 100% serious. They ignored that. And they were like, well, um, we're going to pick you up anyways. And we're going to put you in a Kansas City uniform. And I think he is not going to show up. I, let, me, let, me pick, let, me, let me look him up really, really quickly. Make sure there's nothing new. So they lose Alex Alex Okafor, so they get Sizzle. What's his numbers? He's I think he's had a pretty solid season. I didn't realize he was a linebacker. I thought he was a freaking a freaking like a, a defensive end. He's such a big dude. He's had how many sacks? Two, one and a half. So he's had two. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't, I'm, I'm so bad with this shit. How many sacks has he had this season? Let me look it up. Sacks. He's had 5.5. For a dude his age, that's pretty good. Right? Two, then 3.5, then four, then five. Yeah, 5.5. So that's pretty good. I mean, that's not like that's not like what you would want from like a, a, a top linebacker, but it's it's pretty good. Well, eh, eh, well, I don't I don't know how many tackles he had. I don't I'm not really that interested in that. I'm more interested in him returning to Baltimore and bolstering that defense and giving that leadership 
that team some leadership. Because I'm pretty sure that dude 100% could have... I don't know. Here's the thing. Does Baltimore want him to play? Either way, I think after this season, he's done. But it's like, does Baltimore want him back? I think they should take him back. They lost Mosley this season. I think they should take him back. Let me see what they have to say about this idiotic call by the refs. Yeah, I, 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 they're, they're showing the offensive pass interference on his 500th, 540. He, he really should have 542 touchdowns, if I'm honest with you. Then they go back into the tunnel. Absolute disgrace by the NFL officials taken away from Drew Brees' legacy. Excuse me, not taking away. They can't take anything away from Drew Brees. Trying to take it and failing miserably, I might add. And Drew Brees... Completes it to his tight end. I may watch this football game again. I may watch it again. That's how important this football game was. But what else? What else? What else? I talked about T-Sizzle. Apparently he wants to be claimed by Baltimore and all that good stuff. Maybe Baltimore takes him. Maybe they don't. We'll see. But I think... That is it for the podcast. I'm not going to try and... I mean, it's midnight right now. It is midnight. I want to try and wake up early in the morning to try and go get some of those damn tamales. The shop opens up at 11. I want those tamales. I don't care if they're turkey. I want them hot. Get them hot for 24 because 24 is on a hot streak. I'm going to... Hold on. Pause it. I'm going to try and tone it down. I'm going to try and tone it down. By tone it down, I may try and reel it back. Um, in the sense of like frequency of uploads per se. So for instance, I'm not going to try and upload every single day. I will because like the NFL games, they are so just like packed in tightly together. And there are so many NFL games that I got to cover on a daily basis. And I am like, I'm close to like, I'm close. I'm close to the finish line. I'm close, like in about a couple of months. We'll probably talk. We'll talk. We'll probably have more focus on basketball. But then basketball, there's a similar issue, and there's pretty much a basketball game every single night, every single night essentially, and uh, and stuff like that. But you know, I feel like, but it's not like I'm casting three games in one game, and that's literally what I did last night. That's what I'm gonna have to do Saturday and Sunday. It just kind of draws on me, and it wears on me in some of like the worst ways, where it's just like mentally, it's just super draining. But I love it. I love it. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. Thank you for constantly listening to the podcast. I know I sometimes rant. I know I'm not perfect at it, but I try. I try. And I will always be here. Maybe not always. I don't know. Maybe there will come a time where I just stop for some weird reason. Maybe it's because I lose my voice or something like that. But I don't know. I don't know. I think the reason why, like... For for the past couple of weeks, it's like I've I've been like thinking about like I don't know, may, not necessarily dialing back, but kind of like taking like a, may, not a hiatus, but maybe like having some gaps between the frequency of uploads is because I'm worried like like by the end of like Sunday last night, I was gassed, like I was done, and I could feel it, and I could tell it in myself, and I was like, I I probably shouldn't do this every single week because I'm not being able to put out 
the best podcast that I possibly can on a daily basis if I have to do like three. I think three is my max. God help me if I do four. That's eight straight hours. And I and, and it's like I always like I'm up I'm up and I'm podcasting and I'm doing stuff for like ten hours. So it's it's a grind. I love it, but it kind of wears on me. And I know that the podcast quality kind of goes down if it's not the Cowboys and if it's not like a late, maybe not if it's not the Cowboys, but if it's like, like, let's say if it's a late podcast episode and, and it's like, if it was the Steelers and if it was the Buffalo Bills, I was like, this isn't, there's no action in it. There's nothing. It's a whole bunch of defense. It's sleeping. It's not like this Drew Brees game where Drew Brees throws for, you know, the all time touchdown and he's leading in, in yards. Like, it's not anything like this. It's it's kind of like, and on top of that, it's like the quarterback play, which I'm extremely interested in. It put me to sleep, man. Literally, I was starting to yawn. But it's nothing like, like I just got to rest. I'll come back. I don't want to put out crappy podcasts. Trust me, I have a lot of those that you'll never hear and some of those that you have heard. But I'm trying to minimize that. But I also want to have a lot of content to hit you with, if that makes sense. All right, let's continue with the outro. This has been 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire interwebs. You can find this podcast literally where you can find podcasts, as in Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. On Friday, yes, Friday. I know it's a little bit longer. I know I'll come back for another podcast Hopefully, you'll join me then. I'll give my weekly roundup. We'll talk about some of the stuff that I wanted to talk about today. Carson Wentz, his play against the Texans or the Washington team. Jared Goff, his play against the Cowboys, etc., etc. Until then, I hope you have a fantastic day. And I will see you next time.